everyone. Welcome to the Thrive After Divorce show, where we want to give you the skills, the tools, bring you the experts to help you not just survive divorce, but thrive in divorce. And today I'm very excited. I've been speaking to our guests and her name is Kavalyn Day. Kavalyn is, um, uh, you have so much. You are a trauma-informed coach, trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, collaborative problem solving, um, and I've just been meeting her and I'm actually kind of at a loss for words because I was so excited to, in our, our talk, so I'll let you just jump in. Well, I'm excited to be here today. I'm really um, excited about what you're doing, the way that you're showing up to serve women who are moving on through and after divorce. And I'm really excited about that. Good. Welcome. I love um, the idea in your uh, bio, how you write feeling broken, but living through the breakthrough. Absolutely. Yeah. That was something I think that um, for me personally, my, my divorce came after, you know, several years of knowing that it was coming and then the separation and then the, the divorce was final. So by the time the divorce came, I was like excited. But um, when I kind of reflected back on that period of time, just realizing how um, that transitional process, there was absolutely that moment of feeling broken, but realizing like I'm not really broken because I'm still showing up for myself, for my family. Um, but it feels, you know, oftentimes like you're, you know, just kind of pulling those pieces together. But um, the big thing is like that breakthrough, we'd like to see it in, in the rom-coms where it's like, ah, this, the light shines. But oftentimes you're, it's just small things that happen every day that really are those breakthrough moments. So I really am excited about helping women to have those breakthrough moments and to recognize those breakthrough moments so that they um, have the hope that they need to keep going. Now, you just said you kind of were mentally prepared that your divorce was coming. Mm -hmm. Now, what about for those women or men, both, that are blindsided? What would you advise them for just looking for that tiny breakthrough when you've been Absolutely. just... Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I definitely have a whole bunch of empathy for people where they feel blindsided um, when the divorce hits them. Sometimes in hindsight, they realize like, no, I should have probably recognized that. But in that moment, you feel like you the wind has been knocked out of you. Um, and you got to just like if you were knocked down on the ground, like physically, you got to get your bearings and you got to make sure that you're safe and you have what you need. So um, I think it's really important. I always say like, make time to take care of yourself first. Um, and that that can feel hard, especially if you've got kids in the in the situation. But um, you've got to make time to take care of yourself first and get the support that you need. However, that that happens, I, I say like you want to accept what is your now. So whatever that that now is, you've got to accept it, whatever that is. Um, maybe right now you have no income and you've got to figure out what's you know what's the next right step. Maybe housing is unstable or you know you're questioning what you're going to do with your family. You've got to be honest about what's happening. Give yourself. Um, an opportunity to look with clear eyes. And I think having a support system for that is really, really helpful. Um, most people do have that. You might have to look a little bit harder for it. So um, if you're feeling blindsided, you know, what they say, like what's Mr. Rogers say, look for the helpers. There's going to be helpers around you. Look for those helpers so that you can get clear about your reality and make some good decisions. When you say that, I think, because um, we're both in the industry to help women and in mental health, but 
sometimes when we look for our helpers, mm -hmm. it's so important to have friends and family and support you through it. But also there's that fine line of sometimes A, they can fuel the fire. Mm -hmm. You know, like I never liked him or he or you got to do mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. They can fuel that fire and we can burn them out. Yes. Yeah. So I think uh, it's what would you advise women to for as far as looking for support and helpers outside of, you know, their friends, their network, their family, their church, but like tools from searching websites like yours or how can in that woman without a job? Now with all the technology, I always say the library is free, mm -hmm. the internet's free, YouTube is free. So how how can they accept their breakthrough or um, accept their now? But what's a baby step they could take outside of their for support? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the very first thing you want to do is you know be honest about what you're feeling so you're 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 your first resource right so you've got to be honest with yourself about what you're feeling what you need what you have what you want um then the second step is look to your immediate resources the people in your community um i personally think that you can get great information off of social media you know obviously you have to take that with a grain of salt but i like social media um there's some great people to follow obviously that you know myself is a person you could follow but there's people people also on youtube um but i find you know one of the things that was really helpful for me especially in the process before my divorce um when money was really tight i looked to some of the universities where they have counseling programs um, so there's, they're basically students who are being supervised by, you know, teaching staff or, you know, licensed clinicians. And you can oftentimes get a, a full-blown counseling session for free to maybe five to $10. So um, that's a really great way to start to get some professional support without breaking your budget. And it's usually a person who knows, who is not only impartial, but who has somebody else watching them to make sure that they're impartial. Um, so you get the benefit of not only that, that building that relationship with that student who's in you know, training, but you also get the benefit of their professor who's got maybe 25 or 30 years of experience giving them feedback on what they're doing with you. So um, if you're saying like, I'm not really sure that my friends and family can help me, or I feel like I need a professional, but I don't have the money. That's a really, really great place to start. I didn't know that existed. I knew it existed for like beauty schools or massage schools where you kind of get the student. Yeah, most major universities, if they have a counseling program, they usually have a counseling clinic as well. Um, and so they, you, you can, you might have to search around. I will say you might have to search around for them. They're not all like super no. easy to access, but if you, if you, any major university that has a counseling program where you can get a master's degree or a PhD in counseling, typically will have a counseling clinic and they usually will offer you either free or very, very reduced services. I wonder now too, after everything that's happened, if they are doing it with telehealth, like if most of them are, yeah, most of them oh, are, you can search outside your area and just yep. search for it. Yeah, that is a, a great, that's a great tip. Yeah. Now, what about, um, you say train your no. Oh yeah. And that's, we need to, is, that wasn't an O. <laughs> mm -hmm. K-N-O-W, train your no. Yeah, yeah. So this is one, obviously, I'm a trauma-informed coach. I've worked with um, children and adults who've experienced trauma. And one of the things that is so important is when you've come through a crisis, 
or a traumatic event, which a divorce can be a trauma. It really can. It is a trauma. Um, and it's a trauma on the kids. Absolutely. You, your body is now tuned into hypervigilance because you want to keep yourself safe. And that's a good thing because you need to be safe. But as you are moving through, like I want to heal now. I want to not be on edge all the time. I want to not be stressed out and overwhelmed. I want to be not so reactive. I want to maybe, just maybe be open to another relationship. You've got to get to the place where you feel safe enough to be vulnerable with other people. And so you've got to train your, you know, kind of retrain your body and your nervous system to not be hypervigilant anymore. So sometimes you're like, well, my gut told me this. Well, your gut may be still remembering that relationship that didn't end so well. So your gut might need to be retrained. And so you're training your no by really digging in and, and giving yourself permission to feel your feelings, name your feelings, um, acknowledge that feelings are not facts. They're real, but they're not facts. That's really good. Feelings are not, they are not facts. They no. are real Absolutely. and you should acknowledge them and respect them but they're not facts. Right, right. So you might have a gut feeling that this relation, you know, this guy that's hitting on you is, you know, out for no good. Well, you, your, your gut might be spot on, but maybe you're responding to the fact that he wears the same cologne that your ex-husband wore. You know, you never know that. So you've got to give yourself permission to kind of feel those feelings and go through your process so that your, you know, K-N-O-W no really does, um, align with your heart and your mind. Like, so everything's in alignment and not this re reactive state. And that really is all about kind of healing from that traumatic wound that divorce creates. Yeah. I'm really thinking about that because, and that can be from physical harm to emotional harm. Absolutely. Our bodies carry it. And I know for a long time I was really jumpy. Yes. And yeah. I just thought I'm a jumpy person. It wasn't until I was doing trauma, being the patient with yeah, the trauma, yeah. that I was like, that was part of my body's response and reaction for Absolutely. years. Absolutely. And that the thought I'm thinking now, because you got me with the feelings are real, but not facts. To try to make it simple to understand, I think of someone who maybe had a bad experience with a dog, got bit by a dog. Yep. And now they're scared of all dogs. Yep. And so that, that feeling, their fear is rear, rear, but that doesn't mean the dog in front of them is a scary dog. Correct. Correct. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Now, what about belief for your new? Yeah, you have to be willing, and this takes time. Right. So, and I, I don't, and I'll be honest, I don't have all the answers for this, but I will say I'm a work in progress on this particular piece. Um, I am not, you know, I'm only a year or so post official divorce. So I'm not interested in a new relationship just yet. That's, that's where I am. But I'm really clear on the fact that um, when I'm ready for that, I want to make sure that I don't take any of the old baggage with me to the new resort, so to speak. Um, but you've got to have the belief that this new thing can be good and have hope for that. And so you've got to train your mind to have that hope. If you've been disappointed by someone in the past, um, that hope is a really hard thing to start to let allow to bloom. So you've got to give yourself lots of little ways 
to experience hope. So whether you are planning something for yourself, putting something for yourself on the calendar or um, scheduling something fun with some friends or you know, just exploring on the dating app, even if you're not going to, you know, take any messages just yet. You've got to give, you know, train that muscle to start to believe and have that hope for the future. That's a really important piece. Um, a lot of people after divorce kind of settle into just like, oh, this is just the way it is, or, you know, get really downtrodden, you know, feeling like there is, you know, like th there's no hope left, but there really always is. There always is if you're willing to believe that the new is possible. Yeah, <clears throat> it's that hope. You just said so much there. I love how you said you don't want to take the luggage, your old luggage, the new resort. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. if you think of that, like it's is going to be a place you want to be at a new beautiful resort and you look down at your old luggage and it feels out of place. And it's true. So many women come out of divorce and like this is what it is and everything you said. But sometimes men and women do the reverse I just heard someone say put like the gear in high love drive mm -hmm. but both are going to get you not maybe on the path you want to be right 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 you want to have clear eyes you want to have your eyes open right yes. not talking about la la land and fantasies we're talking about reality but you can have hope in your reality but you want to be honest about that so I don't I don't want to give people the impression that um, everything, you know, it's all Pollyanna and perfect. That's not necessarily the case. You might date some people and they are some duds, you know, there, you might have some, some conflicts that can't be mended or can't be, you know, resolved when you're, you're, you're doing things, um, you know, as you transition, but you want to have your eyes open. And especially if you were one of those people who's been blindsided by divorce, you don't want to have your eyes open. It's really like, you just feel like it's not safe to have your eyes open. And so, you want to have your eyes open and being realistic. And I think that's the great thing about your community that you're building uh, for women after divorce is that you want to have somebody who's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm happy to be your sounding board. I'm happy to kind of give you an extra set of eyes on this new situation to help you kind of process. That's a really important thing to have. And a lot of people get isolated, I think, after divorce, especially. Um and so they don't have a lot of belief, they don't have a lot of hope, and they do have that isolation. And, and those are not good things, you know, physically for you, physically or emotionally. What would be some like baby steps to take towards hope for women not to do with a finding a relationship or just for your own personal as a woman or as a man? Like for some people, it could be like, I just hope I get off the floor, make it to the couch. Yeah, yeah. For real. Like, I mean, you divorce can like knock you out. Or it might be, I hope I can, what would you say those little hopes for their personal? Yeah, you know, one of the, the simplest things that you can do is train your eyes to look for what you want to be, what you want to experience. So who are, you watching, who are you watching on social media? Is everybody that you're watching on social media, you know how, you know, the algorithms will like, you know, once you like one or two posts about bashing some, you know, bashing the ex-husband, now your feed is full of husband oh, bashing posts, right? So click the little three dots on your social media that says not interested in this and start actively following some people yes. who are putting out positive energy, right? That's a really simple, simple one to do. Three Fight back against the algorithm. Fight. So train your eyes to look for, what did you say? Train what you eyes. want to experience, what you want to see, what you want to oh, have, what you want to be. Okay, train your eyes to look for what you want to have. You know, um, 
you bring up a good point that I don't think of because I got divorced 12 years ago and it wasn't as big, but social media now mm. that I study it as a divorce coach or dealing um, with high conflict and narcissism, mm -hmm. that it can be used as a tool and a target, but it's a dream crusher. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of that. Like if you like one careful for what you like. Yes. Yes. Cause you're calling that in like. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like really a little matchstick on that. It is. And I think if you, let's say, for example, you know, you are a 45 year old African-American woman who's maybe carrying around an extra 50 pounds. If everybody on your social media feed is 27 year old, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, and looks like she could be the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, you're going to feel like there's no one in love at my size. When the reality is there's probably tons of people who are in love, who are plus size or who um, are, you know, 40 plus years of age, but that's not what you have liked. And so the app is going to give you whatever you've liked or whatever you're interacting with. So make a conscious effort to search out people who are in your same demographic or who have the same interest of you or who, you know, maybe it's a first, maybe you're saying like, I need to buy a home now that I'm, I'm going to be divorced and I'm tired of living in this apartment with my kids start looking at people who are first-time homebuyers. There's all kinds of people that you can, you know, you can search by hashtag or you can search on the internet and then kind of follow them to their, their profiles. Then you're being subconsciously fed what you actually want to kind of cultivate in yourself. And that's a really helpful thing to do. You know, you just said the word app and you and I met in a community where we're building our own individual app. Yes. And I want to hear about yours, but that was one of the reasons I wanted an app too, rather than a Facebook group or different things. Cause I'm like, I think it's just safer for me. And yes. I don't know if that's, but just to go to where I want to be. Yes. To that app, to that community, to that person, but not get sidetracked or sometimes we intend it. It's like getting in your car and you end up at a bakery and you're like, how did I end up here? I was supposed to go to the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I do, that's one of the things that drew me into having an app. Yeah. I think you're, you're spot on that. You know, there, there definitely are some wonderful Facebook communities and, and definitely oh, yes, yes. Like, you know, on social media that I follow that have great information, but I do think sometimes you want something that's a little bit more intimate than, you know, the world wide web. And you want something that has like cultivated information for you. So my app is um, Think and Grow Well. Um, and it's all about mental health. And I really, it's kind of that, that spin on, you know, in order for you to be well, you've got to think well, and you've got to grow well. You've got to do all of those processes. And it's an ongoing process. There's no kind of like checkbox, like, okay, I'm mentally healthy now and I can just move on with my life. It's a daily cultivated practice. And so I wanted there to be, you know, um, meditations and resources for people to say like, I need to cultivate this. I want to come to a place and um, get the information that I need, get the support and the encouragement that I need um, and, and know that I'm not going to get any of that other, you know, stuff that kind of can come along with social media. So I think there's a really great way um, to have access to those type of resources. Yeah. And you were, I need to clarify, I think Facebook is great, all the places, but if you're already feeling down. Absolutely. And especially, um, you know, if you're going through a divorce and you 
go into Facebook or something, the first thing you see is either an old picture from three mm-hmm. years ago. All or those memories get you. Yes. So I want to clear. I think Facebook's great. I'll, but if you're not feeling really up for it, it's nice just to have a direct, right. a direct line. And it's personal. No one's going to see it. You don't have to worry. It's right. It's in your hand or on your computer. But it's, I just feel it's very, it's a personal thing. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to the point about really checking in with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Checking in with yourself. What do I need right now? What am I feeling right now? You know, sometimes you want something funny. If I want something funny, I'm going to go to TikTok and watch some people do some silly dances. Okay, great. Right. But if I know I need something to give me some, you know, just some juice, some energy, something, yeah. probably not going to go to Facebook for that. Cause I, within two minutes of, of, you know, getting on Facebook, I might see somebody complaining about somebody, some, you know, like all these different things. So if I just feel like wasting time, I'm sitting in the doctor's office or something, I'm wasting time. Hey, I might scroll through there. But you got to check in with yourself. Really learn about your energy and how to protect your energy and how to move through those different emotions. Because I think that's the, one of the biggest things that happens in a divorce. Um, is it's just like a roller coaster of emotion, especially if there's kids and extended family members um, that are part of that. It's like, you know, one of the things that was really challenging for me, so I was married for over 20 years. Um, so I have like nieces and nephews who grew up and it's like, all of a sudden they were kind of grieving the relationship. And I'm like, I'm not really grieving it, but you know, at this point, by the time we announced, I was, you know, kind of done with that part, but I want to be a good safe space for them as they're grieving and sharing their emotions and sharing their feelings. And so, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, all these different things that you're feeling you've got to be able to check in with yourself and have a lot of different tools, right? So your same old, you know, you need more than just one tool. You need a lot of different tools um, and be willing to try some new things out. Yeah, I love I, I love think and grow well. Mm-hmm. One of the things I used in analogy um, to women going through divorce, but really any change is I'm like, you're like a plant that's been transplanted. Like, Yes. you outgrew your old container yeah now you're in your new container and what does a plant do when we transplant it yeah. it goes in shock it goes through a little discomfort but then it thrives yes and so with you with the think and grow well it's like it's both you have to think and grow together mm-hmm. and an app like yours it's like you it's like the nutrients mm-hmm for that new version of yourself to grow. Yep. That's what I, that's what I want it to be. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited about it. Well, tell us how um, the women and men out there listening can find you. I, you have your app that will be up. I'm hoping it'll be up probably in the next week or so. I'm it's it's done. Just waiting for that final approval. Um, but my website is a great place to um, check with me. So cavalinday.com. Um, I do have like an uh, a place where you can also get on the on the list for when the app is officially launched. So there's some information there. Um, I am on Facebook. I don't do as much on Facebook as I used to, but I, I probably spend a little bit more time on Instagram. So um, just very simply, Cavalin. on Instagram. So C-A-L-V-A-L-Y-N is my um, profile on Instagram. Um, But I really love connecting with people um, 
you know, it, it, whatever is easiest for them. So, you know, whether you want to kind of go to my website and kind of peek without getting that. Sometimes you just want to have, like, I want to look around a little bit first, kind of look in the shop window. I think the website's great for that. But I do check my DMs if people are on Instagram. Um, and I do check my messages on Facebook as well. Okay. And is your app on the Passion? It is. Yep. Now, so they, they could check it out now. They could. They could check that part out. Yep. And we'll list everything for people to connect to you. But the Pat... The um, the app is available. So if people want it, it will be coming to their either App Google stores. or Apple Store soon. And I just have one more question before I let go of your valuable time here. But something we talked about before we started recording, and I'm just curious, we were talking about the different um, cultures, even though we all go through the same pain love is universal, trauma is universal, but culturally we may experience differently. And I just wondered if you see any difference um, or how you would want to address that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say for me, obviously um, I love working with women of all ages, stages, races, creeds, and, and, and ethnicities, but I definitely have a specific passion for working with African-American women. And I think the thing for, for me there is, um, you know, many African-American women have this, um, I, I'm calling it an identity crisis with being the strong Black woman, right? We want to, we, we so honor our strength and our resilience and our ability to survive and bounce back, that we don't really allow ourselves to um, be vulnerable and have that space where we can say, I feel broken. And I think we absolutely deserve that, um, particularly after a divorce, that idea that we can just pick up and keep going and get it done. Yeah, that's culturally, that's something that we really value. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there is also a space for you to acknowledge, I need something to help me get through this. Um, I want a, that community. I want that support. I want to talk to that other person that, that understands what I'm going through. And right now I'm hurting. And right now I don't feel very strong. And that's okay too. So um, I think wherever you are, whatever those cultural norms are for you, if what you're feeling doesn't necessarily resonate with what the culture says is okay, definitely look for the support that you need, even if it happens to be outside of your culture. Because um, I think sometimes that can kind of keep us stuck a little bit more. So my hope is that we're having more conversations about being um, as vulnerable and as free and as open as we can be in all the ways that that can look. And that kind of, it brings it back around to what you said, train your eyes to look for what you want. And that might have to break those patterns and beliefs that you grew up with. Yeah. And you just train your eyes to look what you want. And if what you want is outside of your norm, well, your norm wasn't working for you. Right. So absolutely. You have opened my eyes to I'm sitting here. I've been speechless since we started, since I met her. But <laughs> but you know, at, we started talking about women, different cultures. And then, you know, there's different cultures where women have to be very, you know, submissive. Mm -hmm. But it makes me think, I've never thought this ever. So this is live right here happening. The different culture of men were divorcing. Mm. Like we say the word divorce, but divorcing a man that's been raised in a different culture than another man. Mm-hmm. 
like, to be honest, I've never, you know, dated a man of color. I would, and I would love to, it's not, but I don't know that culture. Like, I don't know that those past generations or, or what, you know, just like if I dated a man from the Philippines, I'm sure there's different cultures. That's, that's an interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of those things might bring up different feelings. And you got to have a place to kind of process those feelings and, and have those thoughts. And I think that's the, the, I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you're not doing this in isolation. You know, healing never happens in isolation and it doesn't happen in a vacuum. You got to find your community and you've got to find your way, whatever that looks like. And it can look lots of different ways, but you've got to find your way to do that. Well, I think you've had incredible, I'm just even looking at some of the notes I took to think, feelings are real but not facts and if you just pair that up with train your eyes to look for what you want Mm, yeah because if we just always go on our feelings it's easy just to stay safe and stay in your house and not leave absolutely 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 well it has been an absolute pleasure to meet you we will list everything um and then the app like we said it's coming to the store, but it's available now. And do you want to tell us a little bit about what well, you said? It's meditation. They can work with you one-on-one. Yeah. So we have, so there's a, a free, the free version of the app has everything that the paid version of the app has, but it just has a little bit less. So you've got access to meditations, challenges, um, like, you know, like a gratitude challenge, a, you know, choosing joy challenge. Um, if you're new to meditation and you have no idea what it's even about, I've got meditation for the rest of us. So you can kind of say like, here's my little, my little taste of what it is to, to do with meditation. Um, and then we've got the coursework, which we can walk you through everything from communication, um, to choosing how to live your best life, which I think is really, really helpful in terms of maximizing your mental health. For me, mental health is not just about um, the absence of a mental health diagnosis or managing a a mental health diagnosis. It's really about your overall well-being. So um, we don't think about our physical health as just our size. We think about our blood pressure and our cholesterol and our blood sugar. And so our mental health is the same way. So maybe you're doing really well in terms of your career, but not so great in terms of relationships or really great in terms of, um, you know, your, your managing of your own stress, but not so good in terms of your parenting. So all of these can kind of fall under that heading of wellness. Um, and so I really want this to be a, a tool where you can come and get lots of resources for your overall well-being. I love it. Think and grow well. And for the people um or yeah listening because I do think you forget you need like a mental gym people go to the gym all the time for their bodies your mental mind and emotion takes repetition it takes strengthening that muscle it takes you know new tools in training and consistent performance so I think your app is absolutely beautiful I'm excited for you thank you and thank you for your time with us today Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. This has been great.